The following program is intended for mature audiences. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Come On, Get Happy Hour. Talking to my homie up in Canada, my uh, brains behind the operation, my partner in crime, the producer, the super dope deaf producer, Judy Sketch Lewinson. What's up, Sketch? What's up, people? How you doing, Stevie? Listen to some digital underground. Oh, well, you know it. You know it. Rest in peace, uh, to our dear friend who just passed away. Hope this cassette don't break. (laughs) You got a pencil? (laughs) We talked about that last week. (laughs) (laughs) Struggle's real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I noticed you had a uh, song on the top 10 this week by Digital Underground, so. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. My favorite. Yep. Very cool, cool, cool. Remember Tupac used to be their backup dancer? Tupac, go ahead and rock it. Well, I clown around when I hang around with the underground. I was just yeah. telling Colin, my son, that Tupac talked about used to he used to carry crates for digital underground. Yep, yep. He goes, carry crates. I go, you know what that means? He's like, yeah, like he he worked. I'm like, no, bro, that's uh, <laughs> vinyl. He carried vinyl yeah. like daddy Milk did. crates. Milk yes. crates, y'all. It was a crazy how like a, an album, a 12-inch fit exactly in a milk crate. It all comes together. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. You pull them up and, you know, kind of wedge them like that. So you have all your records lined up. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. set for your set. So you always made friends with someone that you knew that worked at the local grocery so you could get free crates. Yeah. Let me let me hook up with a couple of crates from you. Yeah. And at the end of the night, someone that could help you carry the crates out. Well, that's how you got into the club. I was spinning people. Oh, can you get me in for free? I'm like, you're carrying my crates. You carry the crates? Yeah. Follow me. Exactly. I always had to carry out a crate. I used to have a Jeep with no top on it. And I'd be parked in like some sketchy area downtown at a club and carry a crate out and put my records in. Have to run back in, get another crate. He's like, man. These are right, and pray that your the first crate was still there when you get back. Yeah, you know, those days. Jesus. <laughs> now you just put a hard drive in your back pocket and call it a day. I know. They will never know. They will never well, know. Laptop. Anyway, you you spun on vinyl too, right? Yeah, mean- every every uh, I've had t- vinyl turntables. Then I had uh, some CDJs, and then uh, now you got the Serato whatever type system set up and everything. But I still have all my different setups, and I play on them a little bit. You know, keep the skills fresh, and and sometimes it's just nice to go flip some you know flip a record real quick and put it on the deck and carry on feel that vinyl on your fingertips Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. get a penny to balance it out a little bit yeah i gotta have a stylus backed up you know on the side yep yeah so you've done all platforms as they say like you've done yeah i only did the vinyl for 10 years and then it evolved and by that time i was pulling away from the dj and into the comedy biz yeah i would like to learn how to do the new digital stuff now just to yeah, well, next time I'm I'm in LA, I've got I've got a set of decks down in LA, so I'll bring them out of the house. Yeah, we'll do. I've it. got a friend that's got a set of decks at his house. He doesn't know how to use them. Oh, so for real? And one of our guests tonight has a set, so we're going to talk to him too. Thanks for bringing nice, that up. Nice, nice. He has vinyl though. I think he has the Techniques 1200s. Oh, beautiful machines. That was the shit. The Newmark yep. mixer. Mm-hmm. Kids were talking on. about DJing. Yep, yep. With so. a couple Sony NS10s. Yes. Uh-huh. You were set. That's By the way, you know, you know, every week I say we have a drinking word, then I forget to, to play the game. <laughs> well, you t- you keep taking the sip, so I'm just like, it's cool, it's cool. This week, <laughs> end is very result fancy. achieved. Very. What, what do we have drink. there? It's uh, OJ and vodka. I think they have a name for that. Screwdriver. Oh, okay. 
Because you know how I do it. I open the refrigerator. Right. Close my eyes. Orange juice. That's it. (laughs) Drinks the champions. Drink. It's got vitamin C in it, so I think it's healthy. There you go. That's what it's all want. good. Yeah. So the drink, and I, I think last week I, we may have said the word was legend. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Last week was legend. And I forgot to say it. So we have two legends on tonight. I think we need to revisit that. We're going to do that. Legends. Well, legends, yeah, living legend. legends. There we go. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> do, do like the, the pop in. There you go. Legends, <laughs> legends. So this week's top 10. I'm, I know you saw it because you chimed in. Yeah. Uh, we, we had some good ones. But the categories and our first guest, I'm going to talk about how they changed the game. His group, mm-hmm. one of my favorite R&B groups, is not, if not my favorite of all time. So I'm so excited to have this guy. But they changed the game. So up until this group, it was uh, considered R&B or dance music. And then they changed the game. And then it was called, you know, New Jack Swing. Yeah. Early 90s. New Jack. That was... Flipped the whole game over. Flipped and still is influencing. Still that's, is. That's it. That's the. That's how you know you've got something. I was listening to Tony, Tony, Tony today, and I uh, think it's on. Uh, uh, no loot. Is like New Jack. Oh. We can New Jack swing if you can manage it. Yeah. yeah. And he's I don't know if Teddy had no loot. Riley, but and you can do that swing, brother. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's the jam. So I didn't know really how to categorize this week's top 10, whether it's R&B. So I just said, hey, what's your favorite R&B or early, you know, hip hop uh, jam? What's your jam? Yeah. Yeah. And we've done like, you know, club jams, party jams, rock anthems. But this this week, the the, the lineup is kind of mixed up, but they're all okay. jams. Yeah. Right. Uh, your group that you liked has another one at number 10. No diggity. There we go. No diggy. Da, 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 da. No diggity. With the no, Penny Hardaway no doll. Teddy Riley. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right there. Number nine, your girl you were just talking about, weren't you? Uh, Mary J. Family Affair. Mary J. Blige. Let's get it started. Mm-hmm. I, had a couple, I had a couple of Mary, Mary J's. Get it crunk up in here, for sure. Someone, uh, this one I said is really a baby making song, but I put it in Al Green, Stay Together. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's baby making music. Uh, Rapper's Delight. Uh, a friend of mine who has a new baby said he's been turning him on to Rapper's Delight. I said, okay, oh, that's rap. Old that's school. a good one. That's a good one, actually. Matter of fact, yeah. today I was listening to Apache. And a lot of people don't know that Sugar Hill Gang also did Apache. Mm-hmm. Apache. Mm-hmm. I need to dive into that. I need to do a deep dive because the chorus and all those, that's not the Sugar Hill. That's not, you know... Master G, that's no. not someone else. So anyway, gotta look into that. Yeah, actually, uh, number the, six. the history behind the sample on that song is pretty dope. There's a documentary about that too on Netflix. So I'll find oh, the name Apache? of it and send it to you. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, I always think about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and they dun dun Jump on it, jump you on it. Episode? Yep, yep. I remember oh, when like, TLC threw it into their mix at uh, I think it was the Billboard Awards one time. Dope, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Our buddy uh, Bruce Fine, who's been on the show, mm-hmm. he's on that episode. He intro- he plays the MC and he introduces. Oh, okay. And cool. Fresh Prince when they come up, yeah. Small uh, world. Yeah, number six, the freaks come out at night. night. Yes, this is a good list. <laughs> a good, good list. Yes, yes. Yeah, I like this tonight. If you love me, say it. Yes, Brownstone. 
Yeah. Yes, discovered by Michael Jackson. Really? Mm-hmm. They were signed yeah, to his label. Yep. They were on MJ's label? Yep. Wow. First act. Dropping some knowledge. I like it. Um, number four. Stevie Wonder, Superstition. <laughs> okay. We're going way, way back then. I know. They're going, I, I think I said any decade. I don't care. I have a great mashup of Supercin and Cypress Hill. Oh, you got to mix that in. Insane in the membrane over top of superstition. Insane it is dope. I love those mashups. Mm -hmm. I love those. Please, yeah, please throw that in here. Um, my favorite Aretha song next. Chain, chain, chain. Mm -hmm. Chain, chain of, fools. of fools. I love how we mix this up tonight. I love it. Yeah. Number two by Judy Sketch Lewinson. All around the world. Same, same song. song. Same All around song. the world. Wow. <laughs> yes. Someone had... Um, uh, Lady Marmalade in there, and I said, "All right, yeah, okay." I'm being late with the Shock G, same song, Digital Underground, and I had to bump Patty Labelle. Sorry, my bad. Right, right. Well, my bad, Patty. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> now Patty's off for summer singing on my own. Yeah. Yeah. So many times. <laughs> I think Creed and all those uh, all those people copied off him. I think. Exactly, exactly. Uh, number one, it's weird how this always happens, but mine yeah. were, happened to be the number one again. You're just like so good at picking the hits. That's what it is. You know what it's it not, is? It's not the fact that your name's in the title of the show. Hell no. You're just you're just brilliant at picking the hits. We surveyed the audience of one, which is me, and <laughs> and it happens to be by. My favorite R&B group of all time right there. A guy called Guy, a group guy. called Guy. A little song called I Like the Things mm -hmm. You Do. Oh, yeah. I Like. That's my jam right mm -hmm. there of all time. Mm -hmm. I love that song so much, Sketch, that I can't. I got to be careful not to overplay it. You have a song yeah. like that? Yeah. There's a, there's a few where you just sort of like it plays and plays and plays. And you're like, you know what? If I play it one more time, it's going to ruin it. Yeah, I got to pull back. And I never play the same song twice mm -hmm. in a row. Yeah. Now you love a song. I go, okay, that's my jam. I enjoyed it. Step away. Like, if you have too much pizza, <laughs> yeah, it's too much dough. My that's favorite damn food. food. But if you have one slice too many, your digestive you system's not going to be happy. So that's my jam. So uh, we have a station here, 104.7. It's like old school. Mm -hmm. And they, they drop it sometimes. I've got it on some of my mixes for the gym. But, you know, once, once a week, if I hear it, I'm like, yeah. With the same yeah. feeling. That's awesome. So that's this week's top 10. Love it. Love it. Love it. And not on the top 10, but whenever I hear your number one song, I always Sorry, think... the applause goes a little bit long from the audience. They get excited. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it. I always think of the boys. Stop applauding. Yeah. yeah, Candy Rain. I always think of that oh, song when cool. I hear of I Like, clearly inspired by, you know? So. Yeah, who, who did Candy Rain? Uh, the boys. All the boys. Yeah. I always thought that was Nevin Campbell because he's had that little voice, the little Nevin Campbell voice. Oh, Tevin Campbell? Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. They uh... always had like that ABC, the little. Yep. little... That was, you know, that was definitely the 90s. Crisscross, little, little boy. Jump. Voices. Jump. Yep. Yep. Tevin. Anyway. His... Can we talk? Uh, yeah. I'm excited about today. Uh, who do we have coming up? Oh, we got two legends. Awesome. 
<laughs> last judges. Sip, really, sip, legends sip. in their own world. Um, a friend of ours that was on the show recently just did a movie with this guy, and then he they 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 put on Instagram, and I go, "Holy sh! I love these from my favorite R&B group of all time." And he's like, "Let me make an introduction." So he looped us in, and this dude's like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." And uh, he kept saying, "I'll let you know when I'm free." And then like two days ago, he's like, "I'm good for Tuesday." I'm like, "Then we're good for Tuesday." Exactly. Tuesday's good. <laughs> so we have Mr. Damian Hall on from the group Guy. Awesome. awesome. Let's chill. So many. Uh, so, so many, many times from Guy. And if you're not familiar with Guy, late 80s, early 90s, they changed the game. So look them up. And one of my best buddies uh, in the hot rod world, he is a legend. He's won every award award, award in the hot award. rod world. Yep. The baddest rides in the world. Mr. Troy Ladd is back. Yeah, Hollywood hot rods. Reoccurring offender here. <laughs> so yeah, Hollywood hot rods. Uh, look up Hollywood hot rods. He's a legend. Damn, I just said legend again. We haven't started the show. Oh, man, you, you must be parched. Oh, you want? <laughs> right. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm ready to get into it. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Hey, y'all. Y'all don't even know how excited I am because this dude is from my favorite R&B group of all time. He was just in a movie recently. I think they're filming it now with a buddy of mine that was on the show recently. They posted a picture and I'm like, I need to get to that dude right there because that's my man. That's my group. Yeah. So many of my favorite jams back in the day. I was a DJ and, and I, used to, I used to wear this shit out right here. My, I had like five cassettes of, of Guy back in the day. This guy's a legendary singer. Their group changed the game. Give it up for my man, Damian Hall. What's up, people? Welcome, What's up, man. It's good to be here, man. It's good to be here. Man, I, I, I love your energy. I heard a lot about you. I, I said I have to go on his show. Thank it's you, man. Thank you. So you and Devin, my man Devin Reeve just did a, you're doing a movie? Yes, we're doing a movie called Halfway, um, directed and written by Mark Casey. Okay. So, you know, we play, we play some, we play, I play a musician, funny enough, um, who, who, uh, killed someone who was like a brother to him in, in you know and then i go and search for my for my kids and so okay. you know i want to say too much but y'all gonna love this movie man uh devin plays an amazing amazing character it's just some amazing uh, uh lisa's in this lisa lee uh you also have uh gary sturgis and dennis white okay. you have Aino, you know who plays the lead character bricks um it's just a, it's just a phenomenal movie and I, I'm, I'm blessed to be in in this series and in this movie nice when's that going to come out you know i don't know when it's coming out uh we finished shooting we start our last days of shooting is june 18th to the 21st uh then we wrap up so we have this big rap party and then okay. it's on it's on the producer and executive producer on, on who i don't know who's picking it i don't know if it's Disney plus it's hulu if it's amazon prime I don't know what it is, but all I'm I'm excited for everybody to see it. So when y'all hear halfway, the series is out. Y'all need to go watch that for real. It's called a series. Yes, it's a series. It's it's halfway. It's a it's a it's a um it's like a mini series. Okay. So, but it's gonna be it's shot in movie format. It's kind of it's kind of cool how okay. how it's how it's being shot. So I'm very I'm really excited for people to see. This is my first. Everyone, this is my first feature. 
Um, and and I'm I'm doing I'm doing my best in it. I think you I hold your I, own. Yeah, I'm I'm holding I'm holding all <laughs> the holes. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I saw him post pictures. I'm like, damn, I didn't know Damien was an actor, man. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's 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 get him on here to talk about that. Yeah, acting is my first is my first love, man. Funny enough, um, but you know, I love my brother Aaron and and my brother Teddy Riley. You know, I I, I love them to death. So I gave all of my life, all my attention to God. Yeah. And God saw fit that during the pandemic, my phone was ringing and people were saying, yo, what else are you doing? You need to brand yourself. You need to do you now and really focus on what it is and what we know that you are, you know, the talent that you truly are. And so, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful to Mark Casey and um, for, for calling me out and, and, and saying that he had this part for me. And I'm working on I'm working on my on my solo album, which is, which is trust me, I'm not going to be disappointed in this. I'm ready for that, man? You. This will be your is this you your second love, solo you album? This is my second solo album. For those for all your listeners and people that follow you, but um, you know, in '94 I released an album called Straight to the Point. My first right. single was Satisfy You with Shante Moore. Was on Silence Records. Um, after the death of Lou Silas, God bless his soul. You know, I found out that my album went gold. Um, so I was shocked by that because nice. um, I didn't know. They only released one single here. I went overseas and I, I toured overseas through my production company, Crazy Lakes Production. And now, you know, my children, my friends are like, D, look, you're still looking good. You still have time, bro. Go out there and give the world you. You never gave the world you. Did look what? <laughs> what? Listen. <laughs> Listen, underneath underneath this is that. Bam! I need to Photoshop my face on the... the... <laughs> Look, you know what it is? You know what it is, man? Uh, it's, it's, it's knowing that I'm turning 53 June 6th. So that's okay. Saturday or this, this Saturday coming, right? Or Sunday. We're in the same neighborhood, um, okay. You know, and you got the Trey songs and the Chris Browns and Neos and the Jason Durillos and so forth and so on. You know, everybody is um, doing a thing. And, and I, I said to myself, if I come out, I got to come out being the best Damien, right? Yeah. Best me that I can present to the fans that really held down Guy, mm -hmm. um, to the people that really respect me for what I've done in this industry and, and how I kept the Guy brand going. I said, I have to do my best. This movie um, is going to be uh, something that people are going to see another side of Damien. The side mm -hmm. of Damien that always wanted to come out. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this album or these singles I'm about to drop in June, um, y'all going to be extremely um, happy about what I'm, what I'm doing because I think I'm going to give you what Guy is Okay. And I'm going to give it to you with a twist of Damien, right? Okay. And I'm still going to be able to, at least I feel, touch the millennials and those people that are listening to the, the babies and the, and the Cardi B's and the Chris Browns and all that. I think I'm going to touch that audience as well with, with the songs that I'm putting together. Yeah. Judy and I both have a DJ background. She's an artist and a producer up in Canada. She's been my right hand, you know, the brains behind the operation for years. I used to do a show at the Laugh Factory. She was my DJ there on Thursday nights. So we, we go way back. And I'm, I moved out here, Damien, uh, about 90-ish from Florida and uh, you know, to pursue everything. 
And then I got turned on. I was a dancer on the show called The Party Machine. Arsenio Hall produced. Arsenio. I know guy yeah. was on, you know, I know, I know when you guys did Arsenio and you went on the drums, you're like, no, man, I need to come up front. <laughs> so I feel you. I grew up as a drummer. I'm like, no, I'm too pretty to be back here. I need right. to be up there. <laughs> yeah. But I went back to Florida the first time to visit and a, a DJ at the club where I came from was hitting me today on Facebook. And I'm like, hey, man, do you remember when I came back the first time I had a list of like five songs that I was I was I was pumping out here in L.A. because I DJed, you know, the, the Shark Club and the, the, the Mayan and all these clubs downtown. And I oh, said, yeah. My number one jam was I like, and and I was telling Judy to this day, I love it so much that I can't, I got to right. pull away from it sometime. Right. Once a week, I'm like, oh, that's, it's still like, I want to get out on the 405 and do like a little cabbage patch or something. Dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I took, I like back to Florida and I was yeah. like, man, you need to drop this tonight. So, uh, so they did. But I was saying it was such a game changer when Guy came along with with the whole, you know, New Jack Swing, because yeah. so many artists for that whole early 90s, everybody that you guys touched and Teddy touched, it was just that whole. And I was telling Judy, I was listening to Tony, Tony, Tony today, uh, you know, No Loot, that song. And he he mentions it. Yeah. We can New Jack Swing and coming at you because yeah. it, it was right. a game changer, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, get, it was a. Go ahead. I'm sorry, sir. Now I would get I would get the remixes from the record companies as a DJ, and they would send you like a couple of each, and they would give you different mixes. So if you yeah. were a house club DJ, you would get the house remix. You turn it over, and they all had every artist from Janet, Michael, everybody at that time would say the new Jack Swing remix. Right. That's how much you guys changed the game. You know what? It, it, it's 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 a blessing when you can. Um, literally change the sound of music, right? And in the midst of changing the sound of music, we also changed the image of how um, the artist was presented, right? Yeah. The style, the swag. Before swag was even known of that name, we was giving you the swag. We was giving you the Rolex watches with the diamond face and the Jesus chains and all this other stuff, right? The hats, the glasses in the club late at night, you know, wearing sunshades in the club, yeah. you feel me? <laughs> with the canes and all that kind of stuff, yeah. fedora hats. We did all of it, right? And, you know, when I see people today, they're doing what we did in, in 88 and 89, right? Yeah. Now. Everybody's going back to that to that style and everything. And it's, it's an honor to know that we can touch the artists that came after us, the next, the 112, you know, 220, the BBD, yeah. you know, we, we go on and on. The Jodeci that really was the second coming of God when yeah. we woke up, you know we what I mean? Stand on the um, shoulders of those that uh, came before us. So you guys had that yeah, foundation. Yeah, I'm, I'm just on I'm your just, shoulders. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's such a blessing, man. Like to still be around 30, 34, 35 years later. Um, and people still want to see you. People still want to see you perform. People still want to hear your music. People still playing your music. Like it just came out. Like you said, you love, I like it. Sometimes it's like an addiction. You got to pull back from it. You know, um, I'm, I'd be home at times and I'd be listening to, the music of today, and then I'll I'll reach back to a Dog Me Out remix, a Her remix. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach back to a Spend a Night remix, and I look at the all of our remixes we did were so different than our album versions, you know, and it 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 did just as big, if not bigger, than the album version. 
Yeah. So when you when you think about artists that did that, I don't I don't think no one did it better than us. You know, when it came down to how we remixed our records and, like you and said, how we presented ourselves, and I'm just I'm just thankful that people give a damn still to want to hear from all three of us what it is we're doing. Yeah. Uh, no, and I know you were the visionary. You were the stylist and and directed the videos, and so yeah, you changed the whole the whole image of the R and B and the the hip hop, New Jack Swing, all those cats, the Key Sweats, they all owe it to the, to you. Bobby Brown had you style, know you know. After <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're saying that. You know, what I'm saying it's kind of. <laughs> I respect, man. I I got before you. Before everybody, yeah, before everybody was directing and getting the credit for doing this stuff, especially artists. You know, I mean, I was doing that stuff for us, really trying to be creative, working along with uh, the directors that was chosen by MCA Records and. And, and really creating the the um, the image and and the, and the story that we should present ourselves with, and um, I'm I'm thankful for all the the different designers, Keith Harmon and and all these other cats that um, saw my vision, did stuff for us because they was already major designers on themselves. I was just a person that saw what I think we should we should wear, and then got with them and we got together and, and they designed what was in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And I do the same thing today. I, I do the same thing today. I'm not an illustrator, but I'm a, I'm a creator, right? And I know I know what it is people would love to see. And and I don't like being or looking like anyone else. I don't, you know, at this point, in order for you to be great, you gotta stand out. Like this is my standout now, right? I, 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 I say, my brother say, man, why don't you dye it black, man? What you got to great? Right, and, and here it, it's funny. I had the mask on. I was in a in a store. I was getting my. I went to a, a salon to get my hair done, and I was just walked in there with my mask. My mask like this, and I walked. The girl grabbed me. One of the. She said, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Uh, what?" Because she couldn't see my face. She said, "Are you Damien Hall?" I said, "What?" <laughs> I, said, I said, "How did you know this?" She said. You're very distinctful. Your your beard. I said, but there's a lot of people. No, you, you're, it's a distinct thing that you have. I said, wow. So you know, it's amazing what people gravitate to. What it is that yeah. they that make them love you and how much they pay attention. So I got I gotta respect my body. Gotta respect my my uh, the music that I give, and I gotta respect the people that like yourself that really keeps us living. On some real, you know what I mean? Like with all the ups and downs that guy went through, separating, getting together, separating, getting together. Mm -hmm. If I was a fan, I probably would have stopped listening to that artist. You know what I mean? Like, yo, what's up with them? They're so great. Why do they keep doing this? Yeah. And all I can say is, it's it's a God thing that the music was bigger than than the three members. Yeah. You understand? And and it touched the hearts of men of all nationalities. Mm. You know, we didn't even grasp the truth of the countries that we truly touched. We only went to London and Japan. So Africa, Germany, Switzerland, um, Denmark, Germany, they, they never saw us. Yeah. Australia never saw us. So we left a lot of money on the table. And, and we left a lot of people wondering what's up with, with, with God. And um, all I can say to y'all is, you know, um, never give up on us because there's something about 
uh, the three, you know, we, we, we are all three individual people who have our own mindset. Me, I love God, I love the brand, I love the people that kept us going, which is why I give so much of myself, which is why I present myself the way I do when y'all see me. Um, but, you know, people are different, right? And, and, yeah. and they could be family or otherwise, people are different. And sometimes it, it takes the prayers of the fans and the people and our friends, I call y'all my friends, to uh, slap us back in place again, because there's nothing like the, the trio. You understand what I'm saying? Like we can we can be individual, but together we are we like we like Voltron. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> put us together, we, we're unstoppable. Because we're all so, just sitting here waiting for you guys, you know. And if you get ready to do a reunion or come back around, we're still here. You know, the love is still here. Thank you. And it doesn't go thank away. So. And I know a lot of people have talked about how a guy came together and you went to join your brother and all that. So I won't spend too much time on that. I know you've talked about that a lot, but can we talk about your, your influences was gospel music, right? And your dad was yes. a preacher, right? Yes, yes. You wow. can hear that in your voice. You know, you can, you can hear that church. Yeah, thank you. Look, look, Aaron was, well, we got my brother Todd Hall, who's an evangelist. Aaron, of course, who y'all know. And myself, we, we used to be called the Hall Brothers. And we Todd, Todd, Aaron, you, and then you got other Yes. Yeah. See, look, right? look at I, I love you already, man. Look. Hey, come on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I wouldn't have asked you on the show if I wasn't like a super fan. Yeah, no, you, no, you, you own it. You own it. I, I love you, man. I, I, really, I really respect that and I appreciate that. Um, but we was the Hall Brothers and we went out there and we were singing around church. I was scared to death because I never really liked singing. Um, I sing, I used to sing real high, like a first soprano, and I used to cry every time I went to the front of the church. They say, you sing, go ahead and sing, little daddy, you can do it, you know? And, and people ask me today, you know, man, you're such a good singer. And I said, look, let me just be truthful. I don't, I'm not the singer in the family. I am the performer. Uh -huh. I love to perform, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love being in front of the fans and giving you beyond the expectation of what you of what you expect by listening to the album. Um, I just so happen to have a decent enough voice that people gravitate to um, and and appreciate, which is which is cool. And that's no disrespect to um, me saying I'm not a singer. I'm not. I just I just never really enjoyed singing. I just I really love being creative and being and being that that performer. And I just happen to, to, to do notes, you know, yeah, when I have to. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just, you know, being, being, that, being that person uh, brings, brings upon happiness. And when I see happiness in people, it, 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 it makes me really want to do better. And even that at this age, right? And I'll say this, I'm giving you a little, a little secret, or not even a secret, just a truth. You know, when I stop, when we stop touring, in 2020, of course, because of, because of pandemic, everyone saw that in 2018, 2019, we did we did tours that that were very successful um, within the states. And I was moving around, you know, moving around, but not, but you know, as, when you get older, if you're not moving around and, and feeling that same adrenaline, your body kind of changes. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Your body changes, and so now I find myself just just now recently, I'm now training my legs differently. Because my knees 
throughout all the years of jumping up on speakers and doing back bends and those crazy legs. Kind of being crazy legs, right? <laughs> it it hit my knees. Um, and I speak it because I think people should understand that whenever you're doing something, don't ever stop training, working out, stretching, eating right, drinking a lot of water. Make sure you stay uh, on top of your game when, you, when you're really trying to uh, take care of yourself because it matters, especially as an artist, it, it yeah. matters. So that's why I'm now on a different regimen uh, than I've ever been on before in my workout because when I don't perform and I find myself missing it, I miss y'all. Like I, I really yeah. do. Being on stage, I miss um, the joy of seeing the smiles and seeing people interact with us. Well, we're excited to have you guys back. Um, I was just watching the Bee Gees documentary and they were talking about sibling harmonies. Like you can't replace that magic and that synergy. And do you feel that when you sing with Aaron and you, and you, you sing with your brothers? Did, did you feel that like, this is just God's gift and this synergy, it can't be replaced, you know? I absolutely, I absolutely feel it. Look, I don't care if we don't see each other for 10 years, five years, 10 years, whatever. When we hit that stage, there's something special about us. That's why, and I always try to tell them that, listen, let's get beyond the emotional aspect of it. We are, we are grown, grown ass men who got to understand that it's not about us anymore. And it's never really been about us. It's really about the fans, about the people that really made us who we are today. And, and I think you have to, you have to separate. Once you get to a point to where you allow yourself to be an artist, a, a, a superstar artist, you have to put aside all of that regular personal stuff mm -hmm. in order to manifest, manifest a gift that God gave you to give mm -hmm. to the people. And you can't convolute it with personal uh, aggravations or stuff like that, man, because every time I sing with Aaron, I really up my game. You know, mm -hmm. I, I say, well, I'm singing my brother. I gotta up my game. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, uh, I'm about to up my game. And, and it's so funny, people say, damn, D, yo, you really, you really kill it like that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and I really love that because he, he he's, he's like a mentor to me too. Um, I would have never been in this and never would have done it yeah. if it wasn't for him. And I did it for him. I didn't do it for me. I didn't. And you never got that call it. and you quit college. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know your story, bro. I think, I think you, you know went with me. You know, I was listening to you guys today. I was listening, and I never noticed before today that. And speaking of siblings and that that synergy and that God given talent that you have. That, that you reminded me, his voice reminded me of Charlie Wilson. I don't know yeah. if he's, he's probably heard that before. Absolutely. No, look. The Wilson brothers. When he, was young, when he was young, he listened to Stevie Wonder and Charlie Wilson all the time. Uncle Charlie, yeah, they have those same inflections. Same inflections. Like, yeah. remember, remember um, Boomerang? Um, I think. Him and Charlie did a song. Um, I'm, I'm saying if it's all right, but I don't think it wasn't called if it's all right, but they sing that inside the record. When you listen to them, what can I do, pretty baby? We cannot say like when you when you hear them sing, yeah. you go, who's who? Until you hear yeah, that yeah, special yeah. thing that Charlie does, right? He got that special thing that only yeah. Charlie do, and then you hear how Aaron 
Aaron doesn't, you, you can't, you know, Charlie told me uh, one day, he said, yo, man, I want you to tell your brother, Damon, because I love y'all. He said, if something was to happen to Steven, or if something was to happen to me, he is the next in line. Wow. He said, don't pass ever- Pass the microphone. Pass the microphone. He said, don't ever let him disrespect what it is that the people want from him or expect from him. Yeah. And I really love that because you got Charlie at what, 67, 68, some shit like that. Sounds you the have, same. You have him sounding exactly the same, yeah. strong yeah, yeah. and ever, and is amazing. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know how artists, man, that, that really have it easy can allow themselves not to give it to the people. I, I, I can never, that's why I respect the Drakes and, and the Chris, you know, the, the, uh, um, the, the Chris, Chris Browns and everybody Brown. does the stuff for doing stuff. You don't stop, keep on cranking out that music, man. When people yeah, yeah. want you, you cannot sit around and act like they're gonna always be there. You know what I'm saying? That's what woke. That's what woke me up. Like, you know what? If if one of us don't drop no real music, I'm talking about real music. Then the guy brand, and no matter how much y'all love us, it's gonna be like, what is wrong with these guys? I don't want y'all saying. I I do not want that. So if it takes me to come out to give that oomph for y'all to say, oh shoot, then get ready. I, I have no choice but to do it. I gotta take the mantle for both of them. We take that shirt off and let's do this. Bring it, bring it. Show me, show, show how it's done. <laughs> All right, my man. So real quick, let me ask you: What was your hell yeah moment? Your career? What was the the proudest moment you had? Wow. Um, I, I today, get, today excluded. Yeah, if I can bite, if you decide today, let me get, yeah, let me yeah. get. One we went when we first went to Japan. Um, we got off the plane and I could not believe how many people were out there to greet us. I felt like we made it. You know, I, I, we made it. It was thousands of people screaming, going crazy. I said, wow, because you know, I'm in New York. We go overseas and you got, you have Japanese people going crazy for you. I, I just couldn't believe it. That was a moment I will never ever forget. My, my second moment, because Guy never really won the awards that I feel mm. we should have won the BET Award, the Soul Train Award, um, the, the American Music Award, the Grammy. Everything. And we never won that. So when we when we won our, our um, Black Black Honors uh, Award, I um, I was happy. That's the first award that we ever, ever got and got acknowledged for, for our music. And I just respect um, them for, for doing that because it truly was was hurting my feelings to be honest, truthful. That we could we could be so amazing in the eyes of the people and be walking legends and not and not get credited for it. I, I just I just didn't understand that. So I, I, those two moments touched me, and that's part of my drive still to this day. Nice. Well, I want to present you with the Stevie D and Judy Sketchlunds and a magic microphone for Legendary Award. Here you go, buddy. I'm gonna. Get this in the mail to you. Thank you. <laughs> Living Legend Award. <laughs> Damien Hall, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for dropping by the double wide, man. You're slamming it up Steve, here. Man. The coolest, Thank you. Man. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you, Julie. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate y'all. Listen, when I, drop my, when I drop my first single, I'm coming to you, Steve. I'm giving it to you, bro. Bring it. Bring it. And tell them where they can find you right now. 
You can find me on IG, D-A-M-I-O-N, Hall, underscore guy. You can also find me at Damien Hall on Facebook. Check me out. I'm about to open up a Twitch account and some other things happening. So, yeah, just look out for me. But right now, go on IG and check me out. Um, so, everybody, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. There's a lot coming. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Thank you, man, and for the, the opportunity. Damien Hall, thank you, my man. Thank you, brother. Uh, Thank you, buddy. All right, man. Thank you so much. Everybody, Damien Hall. Add us. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. And keep your browser locked. Keep your browser locked. Hello, beautiful people. This is Judy Liu, executive producer at Van Grio. I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Come On Get Happy Hour with Stevie D. You could be listening to anyone right now and... We're so appreciative that you chosen to spend a little time with us. Your continued support means everything to us. Please continue to like and share our podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers. Tell a stranger on the street. We really do appreciate it. Be sure to follow at Vangrio on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, follow Stevie D and his so-called friends on Facebook. There you will see the videos of our episodes. At Vangrio, we rely on the continued support of our amazing listeners like you to be able to produce our content. If you wish to make a donation or shop our merch, please visit Vangrio.com. That's V-A-N-G-R-I-O-T dot com. Thanks so much for listening. And now, back to the show. In case you didn't get the memo, tonight is Legends Night. Nothing but Legends. Mr. Damien Hall of the legendary group Guy, my favorite R&B group of all time, and my favorite hot rod builder of all time. Don't tell the hot rod builder I had last week or the week before ah. that because he knows them. But no, this guy I've been stalking for 10 years. He's won I every damn that. award in the hot rod business. Give it up for my man, Mr. Troy Ladd. What's up, awesome. Troy? Yeah, I made the the legends, the legends list. This yeah. is legend. Is legend is I'm gonna say it's probably because you're you're like extra cool, not because you're extra old, right? Right? Extra cool. Extra, extra cool. Yeah, legend. not just old. I don't want to be on the no, old. No, we have, listen. that's a separate show, Troy. The, the, oh, that's the geriatric show. Yes, that's the old legends night. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is the cool legends, the young cool legends. Matter of fact, the drinking word was legends, but you don't have your hand sanitizer. Ah, I, I, I don't. Like, I'm actually at work and, well, not that that really matters. Well, sometimes, but yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I did not come prepared for the CVD show. It's because you had kids, as we said, you had kids in your house. Kids were wearing yeah, masks. That's, yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I need a break from my weekend. I need a weekend from the weekend because it was Memorial Day weekend and we had family and kids and, and drinking and barbecuing. And it was, it's been three days of mayhem at my house. And now I need a break, but I'm at work. You know, <laughs> Joy was calling me for backup. Hey, you want to come over? I'm like, yeah. Like I said, well, miles from I mean, the pool is already filled with kids. I figured you could bring yours and just throw them in the mix. You just mix them all up. And uh, I don't know how kids work, but I figured we had kid of Palooza. So just a few more wouldn't matter. <laughs> I could be the lifeguard, but Troy's a bad influence on me because usually I'm the one jumping off shit. He's like, I was over at his house last time. He's got like waterfalls and shit. And he's like, Stevie, climb up these rocks with me. Yeah. <laughs> Vita hates it when I do this, but kids yeah. don't know what the grown ups are doing. That's right. That's right. Jumping off. Ah. <laughs> yeah, some of that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. One of the kids did a, a 
think he did like a double backflip off one of those top rocks. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, okay, time out. Whoa, right now. <laughs> Man, Everybody out of the pool, bad. out of the pool. So bathroom break. Yeah. So what happened? Back the there in full swing. You had to go back to work to get some rest. Yeah, that's what's the weird thing. The weird thing is, yeah, I need to go to back, go to work just to get some break from the weekend, or I don't know, like take a break off. I, yeah. yeah, but I'm actually going on vacation next week, so um, I just got to get this week handled, get the cars all set, get stuff rolling, and then I'll be out for a week. We're going so. to Hawaii. I got the memo. We're going to Hawaii, the three of us. Oh, no, no, really? Three of company. <laughs> that was, that was, I didn't realize that was a a legends uh legends vacation yes it's a legends <laughs> young legends young cool legends so whoever's in your office sending out those memos you know <laughs> i mean i know you sent them out via fax it is to, to yeah, 2021 there's i don't even own a fax machine maybe that's why i don't get the memos i'm out of fax paper by the way we're gonna yeah. can't find fax paper anymore yeah, kids, uh, fax is a machine that you would put in paper like a copy machine and it would put paper out the other side. But yeah, we don't need them anymore. I've never seen the top of the show before we go live, but my IT guy is here doing all the technical stuff. You know him, his name is Colin. He's 12 years old. <laughs> That's right. Bad IT guy. And Troy, I know you're busy this weekend because of you. I missed this car right here. Uh, I, yes, we, you were texting, but see, the problem is how, uh, well... I missed it kids and pool if phone sits aside i don't take the my phone in the pool you know so um although i should be on call 24 7 legends are always on call yeah i, I get that so what happened i was missed it at an auction or no, uh, on saturday i was i kept bugging the guy i was gonna buy another trans am for we're on um what are we on now sketch spotify yeah, yes, we're on, we are. Yeah, we're on Spotify now, so people that can't see the picture, it's another sweet ass Kentucky Porsche Trans Am. <laughs> I have I have one, but you can never have too many Trans Ams. Legends, legends drive a lot of Trans Ams, um, and I found a sweet one in Mississippi, and I was like, I need it, Troy. You gotta you gotta answer a couple questions for me. I don't know the right questions because I like <laughs> aesthetics. I like cool shit under the hood. I I have to you know defer all questions to, to Troy. About the matching numbers and, and technical stuff. All I don't know is I did have the fire chicken, you know. Oh, yeah, yes, brother. <laughs> Frame off restoration, man. And it was down in BFE, Mississippi, where I had some sweet cashola down there. I didn't have to trade any moonshine or anything. <laughs> We're going to make a deal, but I didn't. I, I let the guy have a break for 48 hours. I go, look, bro, it's Saturday. It's a holiday. I'll hit you back, you know, after the weekend. And then I see him post this morning, someone loading it up on a trailer. Oh, Oh, that sucks. I feel okay. like I feel like that car restored in in Mississippi would have the right DNA in it. Like it would it would actually give it a little bit of extra hillbilly blood. Legit. You know, You'd probably put moonshine in that car and it would run right there. That's that's what that's what it's for. Yeah, that's I think that's what moonshine was developed for. Kind of like your Ferrari. By the way, I had to give Troy a Ferrari driving lesson a few weeks ago. He, he had this. Don't tell his true diehard fans because he's <laughs> like the legend of. Of badass American hot rods, but he's got a he's got a Ferrari, <laughs> and he came by and I had to get allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I don't know if it was his actually. Yeah, no, that's a good way. That's a good spin. Now I was um, test driving that thing. Yeah. Um, oh, but all cars matter. Come on, you know, all, cars, <laughs> all fast cars matter. Yeah, not all cars but, matter. No, that's true. That's true. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it was a hot rod. It's like an Italian hot rod. It, it, it's, I don't know. It, it, there really is something, I mean, you know, you have your Trans Ams and I have like, I have early cars. I've had muscle cars. I have that car. They all have a different feel and a different, a different, I don't know, soul to them. So I think it's fun to, to experience all those things. You can't be like a, you know, just like a, I, I've never been like, oh, I'm just a Ford guy. Like, well, then you're missing out on a whole lot of stuff. You know, yeah. you should broaden your horizons. But, you know. How many people are like Ford or, you know, Chevy or Ford, you know, fix or repair daily. That's what that stands for. You know, they're yeah. all hard. But but I'm like you. I like I like some Mopar stuff. I like the, the Fords. I like, you know, I like the Mustang Fastbacks. I like the SS, you know. Um, so, but, and you, you've taken influences from not only American hot rods, but Bugattis and other things and yeah, incorporated I mean, them into look, look at some of that stuff. Yeah, like um I mean even vintage, vintage and modern, but I mean the the early, early um exotics, you know, Ferrari and um Bugatti and things like that, they were they were beautiful cars. And a lot of those cars were built like they were they were engineered and designed for racing and going fast. And so how can you not like look at some of those cars? and and not get you know inspiration there's so much inspirational things in a lot of those a lot of those vehicles and we've always tried to do that especially you know if you're building like um american hot rods but in the era of the 30s i mean look at like uh, bugatti race cars of that era there's some neat little pieces and things that you could integrate into a hot rod because hot rods are basically you know originally making cars go faster you know yeah. you take something old or, or you know just improve it for speed so uh, i mean why not take some of those ideas from people that were actually designing for speed because i mean let's face it i mean 32 fords which is the like kind of the quintessential hot rod they weren't designed to go fast that was just that was just the every man's car that ford was churning yeah. out yeah yeah and so um yeah that that the, the whole modification for going fast and you know hot riding came a little came after you know those cars weren't designed for that so it just makes sense to me use pieces from cars that were designed to go fast and integrate it into something that wasn't you know that is hot rod that's the essence of hot rod yeah what was the first car that was considered a hot rod in your opinion oh, man uh i don't i don't know how, how i know in the early it. 60s like you got the doer coupe the do that's that's very famous this, it would have been uh it would have been i mean again Before that's then? that's probably a, hist a historical um conversation we should have with somebody from the peterson because like how yeah how do you identify i'm not that smart joy <laughs> But that, I mean, this was going back, there's, there's pre-war, you know, they were doing stuff, you know, before World War II. So um, I know uh, kind of hot rodding exploded after World War II, like guys coming back from the service, come back from the war. And a lot of those cars, so that would have been, um, you know, well, what, uh, mid to late 40s. Yeah. So uh, things like Model A's and 32s were cheap. So you come back from the war, serviceman, you can buy one of these cars for, for nothing and then use your skills, you know, mechanical skills. A lot of those guys came back with, with skills from the army and, you know, and things. So that's kind of how I think when hot rodding exploded, and you think about like the, the 50s era of hot rods, like that seems to be like when everyone thinks of hot rodding and, and the, you know, America really changed, I think, you know, in the 50s with, with car culture. I mean, car culture exploded. And I think that had a lot to do with Boulevard and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, my, in my, yeah, my car, the Dewar Coupe was built in like 56. So, um, 56 is when it was, customized. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think that, that like a lot of that had 
you know, again, now, now 32s and Model A's, things like that are something that are, are sought after and valuable, but then they're, you know, they're buying them for, I don't know what, 50 bucks and stuff. I've heard stories. Oh, I bought my first car for 30 bucks, yeah. you know, souped it up, put in a, you know, um, you know, uh, modified the flathead to go fast. Or, or the other thing that was pretty common, like doing like drag racing and land speed and stuff like that. They take one of those cars and just strip it. Take the, that's where, you know, high boys and things um, came to be. Take the fenders off, take everything, take the hood off, take everything that's extra weight. Uh-huh. And that was kind of your first step to get it to go faster, make it go lighter. lighter, make it be lighter. Yeah. And then start to, um, you know, work on the engines and, and then engine transplants, like the, um, the engine in my, in my 32, uh, that was built in 56. Uh, they, they, the last engine they put in, it had a few engines they, that was pretty common, but the last engine they put in it was, a uh, um, 58 olds oldsmobile so so they started the car in 56 but they would they would fix it up over the years so the last engine was a 58 so if you think about it they did that in 58 so that was a brand new engine out of a new car Damn. that they put in to that car to go fast that's go what it has now since you found it since it was yeah 371 car. oldsmobile yeah wow. so i mean and i think i'd have to look i'd have to google it but i think that was they were rated at almost 300 horsepower which was a lot in 1958 so yeah that's kind of so that's just the essence of hot running you know just keep modifying it changing it to make it faster and better so it's cool as we still do right these million dollar masterpieces like the one behind you the mohan speedster and then you found the doer's coupe which basically a barn find and then you're you're like you love that car so much and it's been featured on on magazines and and where can people where can people find that car I know they can go on your website, but that car has been featured in other magazines as well, right? Yeah, um, you found that's it? a good question. I, I I've got a lot of good it. questions, Troy. Uh, just, uh, that's your job. That's, that's your job in the double way. <laughs> pen right here. Yeah, you come up with those beforehand. You have notes. I've got a lot of questions just... I never look at, Troy. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Um, I haven't done it, but I, I I betcha stuff would come up if you just Google Doer Coop. Don't quote me because I'm not by a computer, but um, I bet you it would come up. I've got a fax machine if you want me to fax you over some uh, where, <laughs> yeah. where to find it. Uh, and the Mulholland Speedster right behind you. That, um, um, oh, no, that is. That's not the Mulholland Speedster? No, that's an original Packard um, that was built. Um, that was coach built 30. I think it's 34. Um, that's Clark Gable. Can you, I don't know if you can see the guy. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't see him. I thought it uh, yeah. was like made to be retro. I thought no, that was one of those that's an actual picture of Clark Gable with his coach built Packard coach built. So, so tell the people at home what coach built means. Um, coach built is basically just building a car from scratch. I mean, you, you, you go to in, in back in the day, like, especially with like um, Duesenbergs and things you would buy, I don't know exactly the, how the process worked, but you would end up buying the chassis, like the running gear, the chassis, you, and they would either you would have the body done at a coach builder. I think Duesenberg would set it up. I'm not sure again how it worked, but there would be the coach builder that would then build the body. So um, I think a lot of in the early days you could you could have when you bought a new car, like on the high end, like luxury car, like uh-huh. like something like this, uh, you could have it modified or changed or customized through the coach builder. So um, um, and you know we do coach. We use the word coach building, and that's when we build a car completely. I mean, it's a little bit of a um, 
I guess a little bit of a broad term because I don't know how far you would go to in our in our world to customize a car to call it coach built. Um, yeah. The Packer that we built, we call it coach built because we literally built the whole thing from yeah. flat pieces of metal with drawings. So we work from drawings to build a car. So that's definitely coach building. Um, but I know the word is thrown around a little bit in hot rod world. But um, what would you say that that Clark Gable's car cost at that time back in the day that Packer? Oh, I have no idea. I would just 30, 30 G. Yeah, I don't know. Because what is um, it's so hard. The the the, the reference, the, the monetary reference has changed so dramatically. Yeah, it's hard to say. And there's nothing um, like that. Because what, like what were Model A's? I mean, again, I'd have to Google it. Google, you know. But um, what's Google? I think, I, I think my, what's Google? Who's Google? Is that like a hot rod guy? <laughs> Get your to where? Where's where's your TI guy? Right, buddy. <laughs> um, IT. But okay. IT. Yeah, TI. <laughs> We're legends. Well, we're, we don't have to worry about that stuff. We're a pair right here, right? Wow. <laughs> um, we should be working off of, we, 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 we should be doing this off of cups with a, with string, you know? Oh, hey, Stevie. <laughs> but um, what, what I, what, I, what were model A's and 30s were probably like eight, $900 or something. I think, I think cars were like that cheap back in the 20s and 30s. Really? I don't know. So I don't, again, I'd have I just to heard see these how, guys that do the, the coach build, like they would, they would, you know, spend 10 20 g whatever it was back in the day that'd be huge money now like you know like a, um like a, a new bugatti or something like that um but yeah it wouldn't would even be huge. a down payment on a troy lad coach built though That's right <laughs> no <laughs> so how serious like if someone came to you say if i came to you and said troy got an idea for this car and da 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 and i like these influences and these and these and let's so what would i need to put down for you to go okay this 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 hillbilly is serious right here or would you right out the bat say generally like here's a ballpark no it's 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 for for a really creative car like the 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 Mulholland, um there's there's really no way to price something like that and and you know the project evolves as it goes too so like we, we have drawings, we have, you know, quite a few drawings, design drawings, something that we can work off of, but the details like that, like we, we built the suspension, the chassis, the body, the, the, I mean, the, the, the drivetrain is even based on certain things, but we've mixed and matched and had to create stuff from scratch. So, um, a lot of those things aren't figured out when we start. Mm -hmm. Um, and we like the car to be able to evolve a little bit because you don't want to force things that don't, that don't work. We found that sometimes with, with design drawings, what it looks like in real life, even if you base it on a drawing, may not be right to the eye. So we'll adjust and you got to let the car evolve a little, a little bit to get a true, the perfect piece of art in the end. Yeah. So it, it's hard. Like something like the, the, the Mullen, it's, it's just hard. I mean, I could tell you it's, it's, um, it's probably more than many people's homes cost you know but um it's and five years of blood and sweat and uh yeah i mean so i mean you kind of figure it like that it took it took five years full time um sometimes you know at the end long hours long yeah. full time i mean you can kind of you know do your own math on, on the labor on something like that um that's not those cars aren't typical it'd be nice if we could build those all the time but those those are kind of, you know, um, few, 
I don't know, few and far between. We have a, we've done a few to that level, but those are like as an artist, that's your goal is to let Can you someone do like a mold. Say if you do a quarter panel, is that one of one, or do you do a mold of that in case the guy's like, "Oops, I sold that one, Troy. Make me another one." Ah, uh, yeah, they're kind of one of one, um, and it depends. There's there's different ways to even do that. I mean, like we can do wood bucks and then form over wood bucks like stations, yeah. and we can um, we can keep those, and we could try to shape another one, but um, we usually don't. A lot of the packer was done with wire form, where we actually weld, make like a um, a wire mesh, like a skeleton, um, yeah, and then we can lay. What did we do? We had a bunch of different things that we would do. We would lay like uh, stretch fabric or things even over the wire mesh to, to make sure that that's what we felt like it it should be mm. and then shape metal to the wire form again there's there's a lot of different ways of 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 forming um and we have a car we're doing now we did the drawings and we took the drawings and turned them into 3d drawings then the 3d drawings have been uh 3d printed so i have a model of the car that we're going to build and then it's all to scale so from that we can actually take pieces of that car and have um uh, wood forms made like machine from that because 3d can go to cnc and cnc can can cut out the form so we can then shape over wood bucks wow. so we have that and again you're getting pretty high tech it, over there troy lad oh uh, no something but mostly it's hammers and rocks and stuff i mean to, there's still there's still no better way to shape metal than just hitting it <laughs> you know we just hit it the hell out of it you're talking that 3D so, stuff. I start hearing wah, 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 wah. Yeah, <laughs> A brain was short circuiting for a minute. <laughs> sorry. All right, we got some. We got some fan questions, and your number one fan in the whole world, my son Colin, who's been, uh, you know, coming in your shop and stealing stuff since he was like two years old. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he asked, "What was your favorite movie car? What was the baddest hot rod of any any movie?" Uh I think one that always sticks out to me is the, um, the, the yellow Chevy from Hollywood Nights. Hollywood Nights, yes. New Bond so, Kirk. Yeah, yeah. My dad took me to see that movie and he wasn't supposed to. My parents were to, my- He wasn't supposed to? Yes. <laughs> awesome, nice. Uh, another, another fan asked, you do it for the money or the passion? I know the answer. Passion. The passion, of course. Yeah, definitely passion. Because yeah, yeah. I, I had a real job once and it made more money. <laughs> <laughs> and a little a hot rod guy you may have heard of, Brad Fanshaw. You know this guy? Yeah, I, I know Brad. <laughs> he asked if you make hot dogs. I don't know what the hell that means, but <laughs> no, that's that's that'll be one of my retirement business. <laughs> Hollywood hot dogs will be the restaurant. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood hot bods is the strip is the strip club. Um Hollywood or Hollywood hot hot dogs can also be the dog rescue okay we do. so yeah there's those are some of my my retirement business when i want to branch out hollywood hot, okay hot buy up all those yeah. domain names right now right as soon as we get yeah. off of here that's right i think i already have some <laughs> but yeah right, yeah buddy. that's um that, thank that's, you for dropping by the double wide you know i think you're one of our our most frequent guests and and one of the legends here it was legends night so we had to get you on I still love you, even though you made me miss out on this badass uh, car that I'm showing you right here. Oh, oh man. So, so everybody, if you, if you want to see the pictures I'm showing, uh, go on to uh, Facebook, CVD and his so-called friends, and, <laughs> and HollywoodHotRods.com, right, Troy? Yep, HollywoodHotRods.com. To see all of his badass rides. This guy's had 
Cars and Peterson Museum. Uh, check out the Mulholland Speedster, the winner of the Amber Award. Um, I was there that night and uh, I was proud to call you my, my friend, even though you may not claim me as a friend. Uh, <laughs> oh, you already gave that away. You're already talking about your swimming at my house and all that. So nobody's believing oh, damn it. The, all right. the so called right. park. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thank you for taking time, Troy. And everybody, Troy Lad, Hollywood Hot Rods, check them out. Thanks for stopping by, buddy. I always Thanks. appreciate it. We'll see, see ya. Man. Speaking of Teddy Riley, little Bobby Brown, we made this money you didn't, right, Ted? He's talking about Teddy Riley right there. Legends night, y'all, legends. I said it two times, so drink two times before we close it out. Thank you, Mr. Damian Hall of Guy, my favorite R&B group of all time, my favorite hot rod builder of the whole world, one of my best buddies, Mr. Troy Ladd, and my partner in crime. Thank you, Judy Sketch, Lewinson. Strong one tonight. Yeah, this was a great episode. Yeah, great that's episode. a good one. I liked it. Well, thank you, uh, everybody. Uh, we're on Spotify now. Where else are we, Judy? Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, Google Podcasts and Deezer, Stitcher. And if you go to Facebook, go to DVD and his so-called friends. Or you can check out my YouTube channel, I am Judy Liu. We are everywhere. We're all over. You Wherever can't get you away from be us. happy, come on, get happy. Taking That's over. what we're doing. Legends exactly. are taking over. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Uh, we are every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Tell your friends. Drop us a comment. Please like, follow us. Tell all your peeps. Let us know if you want to hear a, a top 10, whatever that category may be. If you want to see a guest, I know how to stock them. I mean, get to them. So everybody, thank you for joining Legends Night at the Double Wide. Y'all, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. You're in the mix with Judy Lou. This is a Vangrio production.